Welcome back, father lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at Pemberton's, the best damn how I met your father podcast on the internet. And don't I, confuse him, it's still Last Call at McLaren's. Nah, man, it's going to be Last it's, Call at Pemberton's. <laughs> and they're going to uh, have to deal, this is a subsidiary of Last Call at McLaren's. <laughs> now you're going to confuse everybody. That's okay, as long as they still come and watch. It'll still be labeled Last Call at McLaren's, so oh well to them. Uh, but yes, I am one of your co-hosts, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? You excited? Bro, I am ecstatic that we're back with Father. Hells yeah, man. Uh, and I, I quite enjoyed this episode, so I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, yeah, what, uh, what have you been doing lately, you know? We haven't had to cover Father in a while. We so. have not, but I mean, it, it feels like just yesterday that we were recording <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. It's true. It was not that um, long ago. <laughs> no, you know, I, I haven't really been up to much. Uh, it was kind of nice to sit down and watch How I Met Your Father. Uh, it was really nice to get the feel for the gang again. And Pemberton's that wasn't in this episode, but it was still there. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it was in the episode. I it was. Say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't in there very much. It's true. Beginning and they, they bookended the episode for they us did. with Pemberton's. So, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, good. This is the uh, mid-season premiere, everybody. Woo-hoo! Season 2, episode 12, titled Not a Mamma Mia. Listen. I loved that whole little debate about whether it was Mamma Mia or if it was a something else or if it was yeah. a something something. Because in my mind, like, they're right. It was kind of like a Mamma Mia. She's trying to find her father, and there's three possibilities. I, I got I got it. Like, I, do, I do have to say, though, I think it's a really big missed opportunity with the title of this episode to have not just titled it How I Met My Father. Oh, 100%. Like, th- it's sitting right there. Yep. She even says it at the beginning of the episode. Future uh-huh. Sophie even says it. If Trust anything, me. John, if anything, they could have even named it My Three Dads, and it would have been, I think, a better well, title. And they made that comment, too, uh-huh. where it was like, you know, oh, it's, it's like My Three Dads. And I'm like, or My Two Dads. Yeah, but with And three. I was like, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like, like would have been way better than Not a Mamma Mia. Just saying. It's not a great well, title. I mean, yeah. It's just not a great there was title. no singing. I'm just saying, How I Met My Father, perfect title. It would have been amazing, and they missed it. So I'm bummed about that. But anyways, folks, <laughs> this episode aired on May 23rd uh, of 2003. was directed oh, by... No, 2023. What did I say? 2003? 2003. Hey, you don't know. Maybe it aired 20 Listen, years ago. You don't know. This aired 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it aired 2003, but we're going to talk about it now. Hey, man, it that happens. Maybe they just they, they filmed it all that time ago, That's and they're like, we're going to hold on to this. I am not a baboon. Too bad. Maybe you oh, are. Hey, man. Hey, man is the baboon from Rock of Ages. Fine, then you are Turd Ferguson yet again. If you if you folks are only listening to the How I Met Your Father side of this podcast, <laughs> then you have no, no idea what that reference is, too. So I highly recommend going back and listening to the How I Met Your Mother part. Uh, yeah, so there it is. This episode was directed by our favorite director of the, these shows. That's right. The one, the only, Pamela Fryman. And it was written by Donald Diego who is a producer on the show, and has written two other episodes. He wrote uh, Season 1, Episode 6, Stacy, as well as Season 2, Episode 3, The Reset Button. Hmm. All right. But the real uh, question is, did Stacy's mom have it going on? That's, that's always going to be the question for the rest of our lives, John. It will. 
it, it, it just will. Uh, he also worked as a producer and a writer on American Housewife and was a staff writer on season five of Community. Community! Six which, seasons in a movie. Which I thought was funny because there is a community uh, you know, person in this episode. Mm-hmm. Not Moby. What about him? To the previous conversation we were having before we recorded, you made a not Moby comment on something. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I probably did. And that's what made me think of what we were talking about earlier. Yes. You gotta love it, folks. If you want to hear all the insights, sign up for the Patreon. Patreon. I am so random I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. We were having a <laughs> talk before we were recording, and I was trying to remember, and I couldn't, and now I remembered... We that will is share how my mind works. We will share the full story on Patreon if you'd like. Patreon.com slash last call H I M Y M. Sign up and then you'll know. <laughs> uh, all right. This, the, the summary for this is real simple, John. One line Sophie recruits the gang to help track down her father. That's I mean, it. that's a good synopsis for this episode. That's it. That's what happens. All right. So let's get into this. Uh, first off, I got to say, man, I absolutely love Kim Cottrell. In this show, like I feel like she she's really just she she's really owning this character and like it feels like she enjoys playing it. Oh, I mean, you it know? absolutely feels like she enjoys playing it, and it's nothing like I've really ever seen Kim do before. Yeah, like this is a very different side of her. Like usually she's a snooty bitch character, and like she, now she's just like having fun, drinking yeah, wine, drinking yeah, she, coffee. She's having a blast. It feels like this is probably not even real work for her. Yeah, I mean, she has one outfit because like it's the same. She doesn't change. Yeah. It's like the same night. She has one outfit, and then she just sits down on a couch and says some lines, and I feel like she's just having a blast. Talks to somebody who's not there. Yeah, I think it's just a good time. <laughs> uh, so let's see. We uh, we we start off. Sophie is talking to her mom. She's trying to find out some information about her dad. From Lollapalooza. Yeah, she shows her mom the picture that we had seen. You know, was it the, the was it the mid season finale that they yeah. showed us that whatever? Yeah. So uh, we, we she shows her that, and she points out that her father is technically in this picture, but it's just his arm. Yeah, just his arm. Yeah. And she remembers that it's him because of the barbed wire tattoo that he has. Yep. I'm yep. like, oh, it's the Sandman. Yeah, and apparently he worked at the festival, and his name. Ended in ick. Yes. Which, as soon as... So, my brain, being the random that it is, she goes, oh, it ends with ick. And I go, oh, Vicky, you're so icky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a ton of options that it could have been with, with it ending in ick. I mean... Vic, Nick, yeah, Mick. Vic, Rick. I wrote some down. Vic, Rick, Nick, Mick, Dick. Eric, because sometimes they're spelled with a K at the end. That is true. Uh, I put Fennec, because that's like an Irish, like I think it's like an Irish name. Yeah. Riddick, like from the Chronicles of Riddick. Very <laughs> and, wild years. And Brick, because Brick killed a man with a trident. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if his name is Brick, <laughs> you never know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There was a horse and a man on fire. I threw a trident. I threw a trident. Brick, Brick killed, killed a man. 
Uh, if you guys are out there can you know, come up with any other ick yeah. names, let us know at uh, on Twitter at last call H I M Y M. Love to hear. Emmerich? There you go. Emmerich. Yeah, Emmerich. That, that's a good one. See? Now you guys can't take it. Sucks to be your face. Yeah. yeah. Sucks to be you. Go choose some big red. Yeah. Uh, so they have narrowed it down to three. Apparently Vale blackmailed somebody for this information. Listen, I love where, like, she crossed that line to, like, get this information. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure there was probably easier routes to go, but... Oh, probably. Yeah, but um, it's it's Vale, you know? She did what she had to do. I mean, uh, narrowing it down to three, though, is impressive. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I noticed something in this scene... On the bar, like they're all standing there, right? On the bar is is a glass of blue of blue, of beer. It's got the blue moon logo on it with like an orange wedge in it, just perfectly sitting there, logo out. I'm assuming it's some sort of product placement because nobody touches it. No huh. other customers are around the bar. It just sits there, like center of the camera, pretty much. Huh. I don't think yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. Horrible product placement. Yeah, I'm just like. Okay. There's a there's a couple other times where they do um like somebody's drinking a bottle of Blue Moon, the labels out. Like I, it's got to be a product placement for them. We don't do sponsors on this show. <laughs> I mean, not like we get anything from them. I mean, if Rockstar wants to pay us, we'll totally do some. More I mean, they want to send me a case of free fucking. I'll Rockstar? wear I'll I wear was... Rockstar hat in every episode. <laughs> well, I'll find a way to work Rockstar in every conversation. How's yeah? You be like, oh, Sophie ran up these stairs. Yeah, if I drink my rock star today, I can run up a flight of stairs too. <laughs> See, we got you, rock star. Just, but I mean, hit us up. Like a good boy, ladies and gentlemen, I'm drinking zero sugar. Yep, no oh, sugar, all the caffeine. There it is, folks. Listen, Johnny needs some <laughs> caffeine today. It's true. Uh, you know what uh, Vale needs, John? To end this damn engagement <laughs> with Swish, because apparently Dude, that's still going on. I, uh, when she said that, I was like, oh boy, like, mm-hmm. this is still going on. And then they flash yeah. over to him, and I'm like, and here's my question why is she still stringing him along? Like, I don't understand the reasoning. So I thought the same thing. I was like, there is no reason for this. Like, this is just a pointless, like, it's like, since when is Vale afraid of dumping a guy? Like, come right? on. Like, like, she doesn't strike me as the person who's going to be like, oh, I got to protect their <laughs> feelings. She strikes me as the kind of person who's going to be like, hey, listen, I need some space. Yeah. You're in it. I need you to go over here. Yeah. And it's like, is she legit going to marry this guy? Like, what, I hope the, f- what the fuck? Like, this, they, this can't be a thing. Like, <laughs> it just can't. Her, her and Charlie this? need to get back together. How about this? This is what happens. We're going to have a, a a Ted Stella situation, and she's going to leave Swish at the altar for, for Charlie. <laughs> that would be really, really be, sweet. be shitty on her part, because she, she would be the Stella. That is true. You know what Stella! I mean? <laughs> it's like she, she needs to end this before it gets too far. It's funny, it's but she fun. needs... It, it is. You are right. But it, there there's a point of no return. And uh, I just hope she doesn't get to that. Uh, so then 
they decide they kind of split up who's going to go where you know yes. between these three guys and so Vale, we will break our three storylines yeah so Vale and sophie are going to take uh, go and find nick foster on staten island sid and jesse are going to go find rick graham in new jersey and charlie and ellen are going to find dick weber morris in yonkers this is then where we get the uh the, the mama mia and my three me yeah. my two dads joke and everything like that uh, which I I really enjoyed that. I thought that was fun. They went through a whole lot of lot of stuff there. Dude, they went through a lot of stuff, and yeah. I was just like, it's it's impressive that they <clears throat> named as many as they did. But like you said, there was missed opportunities. And I was like, whatever. But it was still, you know, yeah. it was still funny. Yeah, I'll and, be honest. When when they said three dads, I instantly went to Mamma Mia as well before I even like looked at the at the title of the episode because I because I played it before I even saw the title of the episode. And uh, so, like, I thought that as well. But, yeah, it makes sense because it's, it's not the same. It is more like My Two Dads, just with three. With three. Um, and then before we split everything up, I, I did notice one last thing. The bottle of Jack with the shining tux still on the shelf, and I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm going to keep track of that thing. Oh, I love <laughs> that that is up there. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. I, I hope it stays. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, I think we should talk – Charlie and Ellen first. Yes. That's its own like self-contained story. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and the other two, Uh, the other two merge into each other shortly after. So yeah, we're going to talk Charlie and Ellen, John, you want to start us off? Oh my God. So Charlie and Ellen go to find who again? Uh, Dick. Dick. Come on. It it makes sense. I mean, it does. Oh, I mean, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they go to this guy who could be Sophie's dad, and he turns out to be nothing more than a fucking stripper. Well, retired stripper, respectfully. And they're like, "Oh God, he's who, who wearing... like runs his own stripper business?" Oh yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's be fair though. Exotic entertainment. Male, yeah, male as uh, male dancing. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exotic dancing. Yeah. Exotic dancing. So and real I'm just quick, like, okay, they show up at this place, right? They just walk in, right? And he doesn't seem to give them a problem with this. But the door specifically says, appointments only, no walk-ins. And I noticed that. I didn't catch that. I noticed that on the second time that I watched it. I was like, they they just walked in. But he didn't seem to mind. (laughs) Probably because his business is probably low. I mean, he makes that comment, too. The business is kind of like, eh. Yeah. And I'm like. And, And Dick. This guy, played by Travis Schultz, John, you know him, as Keith from Scrubs, and Rick slash Subway from Community. Bacon yeah. back. But he also was on uh, Splitting Up Together, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and even on the soap opera, Passions. Ooh. I don't know if you ever passions. watched that one. That was one That was one of the few that I actually did watch. No, that was, what, that was the different channel. I was more uh, Channel 4 with, like, Guiding Light and, well... The, the two channels, because my grandma switched between the two, but it was Guiding Light, Bull and the Beautiful, As the World Turns, and Young and the Restless. No General Hospital for you? No, no General Hospital. Okay. No, pa- Passions had like a, a bit of a... The witchcraft, super, right? Yeah, it had a supernatural twist to it. Yeah, yeah. I knew yeah. about it, but just not one of the ones that my grandma and my mom watched. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I watched that one in General Hospital with, with, my, with my grandma. See, so, we have a little bit of a difference there. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I watched uh, Dark Shadows with my dad. That was pretty much a, a soap opera, really. It I mean, really was. It really was. 
Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, they get talking to this guy. He mentions that his business partner, Dale, was murdered. Listen, I love when they're like, I hope Sophie's dad didn't kill Dale. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that would be bad. That would be bad. I mean, he does get real shady when they talk about Lollapalooza, you know. Well, he, he, he brings that up later, though, and I, I yes. love that it's like it's at least re uh, re um readdressed. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, it's fair. He, I mean, he strikes me as the hippie kind yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's just funny because like they're like, oh, we're planning this bachelorette party for Ellen. You know, she's getting married, and we wanted to hire a stripper. And he's like, oh, you know, I guess. And then Charlie's like, but we want you specifically. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't I do not do that anymore. And they're like, but we have to have you. <laughs> and I love yep. that when he shows up, he's dressed like a fucking pirate. Dude, that was hilarious to me. It made me rem- uh, remember the time that Marshall dressed up as the pirate and everybody thought he was a gay pirate. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm st- like they don't say it one way or the other, but I do wonder if him and Dale were partners, like romantic I mean, partners. I mean, they don't they don't specifically say it. The way but... he broke down at the end because of Dale makes me think there was more to it than what they let on. Yeah, but either way, I love that <laughs> there. There's a great line in this part of the scene <clears throat> where uh, where he's dancing and they're like. Who starts at the bottom? Yes. Yeah, Rachel says that. <laughs> Who starts and, at the bottom? Dude. So there, there's another thing I love, by the way. I love that she is new to the group, but clearly has no problems giving into the antics of the group. Yes. Because clearly <laughs> she goes along with a, a, a bachelorette party idea mm-hmm. while she's dating Ellen. Yeah. And watching this guy just fucking gyrate. Yep, yep. <laughs> And what's ridiculous is, uh, uh, like, he starts the dancing, right? And then they cut over to some other stuff. But then when they come back, they say he's been doing it. He's been at it for an hour. An hour. And, and he still had his shirt on. It's still, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how much did he, like, how much stuff did he have? How long did it take him to unlace those boots? <laughs> like, I mean, those were pretty up there boots. It's like 15 minutes of boot, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. I oh, do he, love it, though. I think that this whole little story right here is a phenomenal one. It's true. Um, we we did pass over uh, something that I wanted that I thought was funny, the, the penis cake. Oh, my God. I love the fucking penis cake. And it was another missed opportunity to me. For them to have made a that's a penis reference. I mean, but this was clearly a penis. That wasn't. I know, you know, but all they had to do was like, and we got you a cake, like, and then pull it out and then have Ellen be like, that's a penis. <laughs> and it would have been a great, a great callback. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying giant, listen, giant so penis thing. There is I mean, a line on. with the cake, though, that gets me at the end of the episode. And it's when she's sharing it with the rest of the group. And. I believe it's Val goes, the nuts are made with nuts. Yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> oh, the nuts are made with nuts. <laughs> it's just like, but I mean, I, I get where you're going too. Where like, you know, it would have been that, that funny little like homage to the OG. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. They're just like, well, we got this cake. Here's a sash. Mm-hmm. We're going to have this fun. They had, a, they had a pinata hanging there. I they had all kinds pinata. of stuff. 
Yeah, all kinds of stuff. I wish we would have had that during CBW days. It would have been hilarious. I want to know if there was... It's with a dick. I want to know if there was anything in the piñata. Probably just, not. They just bought it and hung it up there. I. This is what I hope. I want some of these decorations to still be in that to apartment. just kind of, like, linger? Yeah. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Like, how hilarious would that be if, like... Because, like, there was, like, weird decorations of, like, a guy dancing... Like, just have one of those randomly there, or, like, if that pinata just stays up there the whole time, that would be great. Well, so I've been, so there's been something about how I met your father on my mind for a while, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address it right here, because this is a good time to do it. <clears throat> I want to know the story of why Marshall and Lily decided to leave the swords in the apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think those was, swords yeah. clearly have a past with Ted and Marshall. Yeah. They were the first things they hung up when they moved into that apartment. You know, they had the sword fight over who gets the apartment. Yeah. I mean, Marshall literally stabbed Lily. I mean. It's true. He did. You know, <laughs> it's like those swords clearly have history. Yeah. I want to know why they left them behind. Maybe they just felt that, you know, they got their friendship is solid and they wanted to pass on that. That. uh Symbol, you know, symbolization or whatever, the symbolism to to the next, this next I mean, group. Of I guys, mean, maybe, you know, but it wouldn't have been Ted. It would have been Marshall and Lily. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I, I would hope that Ted okayed it. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of, I, I, it's just been on my mind, and I, I've been thinking about it lately. Uh, and then I don't remember what I was doing the other day, but I was thinking about something, and I was like, you know, I was like, I wonder why they left the swords because, like, yeah. I wouldn't leave my swords for anybody. That would be cool really? if they like address that. Yeah, something I, like I'm sure they will probably at some point, but even if they don't, I, it's, it's something I'd love to ask, like Craig or Carter. Yeah. Uh, or I mean, you could just ask the showrunners of this show. <laughs> oh yeah, no, because there's they're not different showrunners here. There's different showrunners. Yeah, I mean, they still they still like pro- you know help produce it, but yeah, there are different showrunners for this show. The producers. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, he finally he finally takes his shirt off and he starts crying because he misses yeah. he misses his friend Dale man and that's why well, this is funny. part of where it made me wonder like I wonder if they were a couple at some point I wouldn't doubt it I <laughs> love though that like by this point though we already know that he's not Sophie's dad yeah soon yeah I mean in general we knew but part of me was like how interesting would it be if they both had that tattoo and then we got to figure out well wait which Ooh, one is it that would have been cool yeah. Uh, that that kind of stuck in my in the back of my mind until he obviously until he took his shirt off and we could see that he didn't have it. I mean, there were there was some funny shit that happened during other <clears> stories <throat> though that made me think the same thing. Yeah, because like I was like, oh man, well, what if this would have happened or like what if this? But like, I mean, clearly didn't play out like that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Charlie and Ellen give him a pep talk and convince him. He's going to keep on stripping, you know? He's going to keep stripping. It's what Dale would want. Uh, it's, it's what Elton would want if, you know, Charlie was, you know. Yep, yep. She's like, no, it's not. I would <laughs> want you to take your shirt off. <laughs> yep. Uh, and th- this is then where he admits that uh, he was all, he lied about the festival because that's apparently where Dale met his murderer. And yep. it brings up bad memories. And it's like, oh, Okay. And th- this is where we get the line where Charlie's like, well, I hope Sophie's dad didn't murder Dale. Yeah, like, what <laughs> What if somebody we know did? 
How crazy would that be? I wouldn't doubt it was the the other guy, the one that yeah. Sophie made out with, the last yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, Jeff? yeah. Was his name Jeff? Honestly, I already have forgotten his name. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> the guy played by her was former the, father. He was the the no, it was a teacher. Teacher. Was a teacher. But yeah, the the chef. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Well, what if it was like her mom? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, shit. It'd be kind of wild, right? It would be wild. We'll never see Dale because he probably got in the naked cabbie's car. It's true. Again, if you're not watching the How Met Your Mother side of things, go listen right now to the season finale of season three. Oh, shit. <laughs> so who's part of the story you want to talk about next? You want to talk about... Um, We're going to start Jesse. with Sid and Jesse because th- that story leads right into the other part. Fair. So yeah, so they, before they we head talk off. About okay, the, go ahead. Before we talk about the actual, actual story of Jesse and Sid, I have to say... I'm liking where Sid's character growth is going. Yeah. But I'm not ready for the heartbreak that's coming with it. Yeah. It's it's going to be hard. You can see it forming. And we all, obviously, if you're listening to this, you've probably watched the episode. So you know what it goes down throughout. Oh, it. yeah. And you and I were talking before that, and you had said, it's not, this, this story's not over. And I nope. agree. It's, it's not. It's only beginning. Yeah, it's it's f- far from being over. We'll see her. We'll see Taylor again. So I have to say, though, so we'll start <laughs> talking about this storyline, obviously. Yeah. So while the, their story is going, Sid's texting Taylor. Yeah, they, yeah, they, know, the they, they go. Yeah, they, they head over to this gym looking for Rick. And, and he right away, he's he's texting with the Taylor. I like the way they show the text, though, where like they yes. actually have her. Mm-hmm. Um and like you know her character's there. That's probably my love... favorite way of showing a text conversation that I've ever seen. Yeah, I have to say it definitely made it more enjoyable. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I was texting Taylor. It's like, yeah. And I I love how when they're on the boat and Jesse's like, you want to go do King of the World? And he's like, wait, I'm sorry, I was texting Taylor. What? And he's like. Never mind now. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse gets real jealous throughout this. Until he finds out Taylor's a woman. Yeah. I mean, then he just gets concerned. But, yeah, he gets real jealous about it. It's just funny. I think Jesse has every right to be concerned, knowing that Sid has a a wife at this Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Like, he's – and he's not being a dick about it. He's just like, listen – he was cool about it. Like he 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 trusts Sid. He's like, I trust that you'll – you know, that you're doing what you say – it is it's true that there's nothing going on here and then yeah. he just he just lets it go. Yeah. He's like, okay. Honestly, that's a that's a good friend right there. Yeah. Voice his concern, said what he needed to say, and then just dropped it. Yeah. Like Yeah. All right. So I want to ask you a question. What are your okay. thoughts? Lil Toasty writing a, a song about that want a three way with with T- Sid and Taylor. Listen, first off, I thought that was amazing. I like I like how she's like <laughs> I think he wrote a song about it. So he's like, Why would you even think that? Well, it's called Mile High Menage a Trois. Uh, <laughs> Mile High Menage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mile High Menage. And I'm like, first off, I listened to that. Like, <laughs> True. I'll be honest. I never thought we'd hear the name of Lil Toasty in the show again. I really didn't. I thought it was a one and done. I mean, apparently and, not. And then boom, here they are, Lil Toasty. I, I'm hoping at some point that they do like a sample of the song. Because I would that like would to hear be like. Amazing. But I will say this. And this is going to make me, I'm not advocating the 
talking to Taylor. Because I get, I get having a female friend that you talk to even when you're with somebody. Because I've mm-hmm. been there. Yeah. But is it sad that I already like Taylor more than I like Victoria? You, you know, Hannah. Or Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah. I don't like her that much that I don't even remember her name. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And it's like, like I, I liked Hannah. But, one, she's, like, never on the show. And, two, she really doesn't have that much of a per Like, this character doesn't have much of a personality. No, you know, even when she's on the show, she doesn't have yeah, much of a personality. Like, they didn't really... They, have, they don't write her with much of a personality. But Taylor has been on the show twice, and she has f- just far more personality. You you yeah. already kind of get that sense from her, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I agree. I, I like her. I, I unfortunately like her more than than Hannah. Also. Bam. Okay, so we're <laughs> on the same page. I don't feel as bad. It's like, and it's and it's hard. You know, long distance is not easy. No. So let, let's let's address this fact. Is what Sid is doing considered cheating? I don't think so. Mainly because I don't think he's he's not doing it anything intentionally right as far as you know he's concerned he's just talking to this friend that he met 100 percent. it's not malicious it's not until jesse points out that's the kind of stuff you do when you're into somebody yeah that sid hadn't even considered that that was a thing that was happening and then as soon as he recognized that he ended it he did you know what i mean like without hesitation However, and this is just what I'm hoping, I'm hoping because when he ends it, she'd already been like, hey, me and my friends are going out for karaoke. And I love that he knows all the words of the Macarena. You can put that out there. Yeah. I'm hoping he still shows up for karaoke in like the next episode. Yeah, I'm I'm super intrigued as to where that story is going to go because it's going to be it's it's going to pull at the heart. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's really, it's really gonna. I mean, this episode hit. did a very good job at hitting me in a personal level. Yeah, uh, I, I texted you and told you straight out, like I needed a few minutes before we recorded because I wasn't done crying yet. Yeah. Um, it fucking it hurt, like it hurt, but not because of this storyline, obviously. No. But I, I think that I want to see more Taylor on the show. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and she's I, cute, like. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll make a great couple when Shoot. they get there finally. All right, so uh, I, I want to talk about Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So they go to this gym, and I love Jesse's like, I'm going to sign up for the trial, and then I'm going to cancel it before, before the week's up, you know? But th- th- this Rick guy comes out, and it's just like an Asian dude. And then Jesse's like, do you think Sophie's half Asian? I'm just like, what? I, oh, when he said that line, I was like, first off, you would know. There'd be signs. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, probably, probably. Yeah. But it may be fucking. Though it, I guess it's possible. You know what I mean? That. I mean, you're not wrong. Be, I, I don't know. It just, it made me laugh the way he like half assed like whispers it to Sid. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> But then I love when they Not meet back awesome. up on the boat with yeah. um, Sid and Ura uh, with Val and yeah, Val um, and Sophie. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't pan out." He's like, "No, 
we got a good Zumba class in. And I'm like, yes, the Zumba. <laughs> yeah, and so this is where the four characters then come together for for this next piece of the story. So it's Val and Sophie, Sid and Jesse, and they're uh, heading off to Staten Island, and they show up at Hot Dog Shop. Hot dogs. Yeah, dude, I want to go. Which is kind of funny because this is where Sid and or uh, this is where Valentina and Sophie's story starts technically. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't have anything else outside of obviously the opening. Yeah, uh, until yeah, right now, which I was like, okay, interesting. So it's yeah, Sid and Jesse's story is pretty much just done. Yeah, they're just merging in with theirs. So so yeah, so the four of them go to this hot dog shop, and the first thing (laughs) I thought of, I wonder if they have the best burger in town. I mean. Do they sell burgers or just hot dogs? I mean, they the probably only sell hot dogs, but it made me think of the the hamburger thing, you know, like. Yeah. But then I love how, like, um, Sophie's like, yeah, we're looking for Nick. And the lady's like, oh, you know, Nick's not with us. Yeah, n- yeah like, n- Nick's dead. Which, because Sophie's like, you know, is Nick around? Okay. And the lady looks at her like she doesn't, like, like confused, like, what? But we learn later that Nick works there. Yep. So why was she confused? Who knows? If somebody comes in and says, is Nick around? You would think your first response, knowing that Nick runs that place, that they that's who they're talking about. Like, I mean, like, you nah, would think he, that, but apparently that's not what that girl thought. Like, no, nah, he's not here right now. He'll be in later or something. You know what I mean? But no. Because then it that her confusion prompts Sophie to expand on her on her why she's asking, and she's like, "I, I want to meet the famous Nick who who uh, opened up this place or whatever." Yeah, and that's I'm yeah, a hot that's, dog fan or hot yeah. dog head. And that's when he's like, "Yeah, the you know the original owner of of Nick's is, is dead," and so they go to his grave. However, mm-hmm. this leads to two things that I absolutely love. Okay. Apparently, Sophie's horrible at math because she says there's a 50-50% chance my dad is dead. That is technically wrong. It would be a 33 and a third percent chance her dad is dead because it's one of three guys. Oh, yeah. Well, well, no, because Jesse and them are are already with them. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. And whether or not there's a shot that she could be Asian... They've already ruled out that. That's true. Yeah, that I mean, sucks because I was really, I was really relying on my Steiner math on this one. Uh huh. <laughs> but then, how beautiful is it that they all sing "Amazing Grace"? Yeah. I was just like, oh, that I mean, is really kind of sweet. I mean, the idea of it is beautiful. They're singing, not that great. <laughs> I mean, they did what they could, bro. It was, pretty it was an impromptu. Just little like let us celebrate moment. Um true. And then obviously true. somebody comes walking in. Yeah. And they all run, which I don't get why you're running. You could be there to pay respect to somebody. Like I see it all the time in cemeteries. People are paying respects to like people. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean you didn't know him. It's true. Um, yeah. yeah. Doesn't make it a little awkward. Uh, but I think I think there's just so like kind of freaked out at the whole situation that they're like, oh, percent. Oh, oh, oh. We can't let anybody know what we're doing. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't want to speed to the end of it, but I wanna I wanna because there's shit about this that I actually love. So 
as they're standing there and they're like, she's like, oh my God, he's here. You know, that guy's at my, my dad's grave. And they're like, he has the bat, uh, the, the barbed wire tattoo. Yeah. And she's like, oh, he was, uh, he mu- that, that means he's my, my hat, my much older yeah. half brother. Yeah. And I love how they're trying to explain it to her. Who and got, she looks at who got the tat? Who got the tattoo to honor our father? <laughs> yeah, I love how Val's like. She looks at Val. She goes, "Can you text me so I don't seem stupid in front of everybody?" Yes. And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is fucking horribly painful." Oh yeah, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but then I love how like they follow him back to the ferry, mm-hmm. and then back to the hot dog place. Yeah, and that whole little scene takes place about like the dad test. Oh well, I mean, there's there's stuff that happens on the ferry. Like, there's more texting. With oh Taylor yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the well, this is where the king of the world thing happens. That's too, the king and... of the world thing. Yeah. You know, he's continuing to get jealous. By the way, we did not mention yet. Nick, played by Clark Gregg, who is Agent Coulson in the MCU. Coulson. Yeah, but well, a lot of people thought was dead. True. It's a it's a great. Uh, I mean, I, he is dead. I don't I don't actually consider Agents of Shield uh, as canon. So, because it 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 contradicts stuff in later seasons, so I I think it's I think it's a different multiverse. I think it's a it's a different universe. Hold on, though. Whoa. So, just Whoa. saying. Just Whoa. saying. Whoa. But what if? <laughs> follow me here. Coulson from um the first Avengers movie was a scroll. I mean, that would be pretty dope. If that I mean, is the case, they never actually show him die either. He's shot and wounded, and then they throw a bunch of bloody cards on the table to make the Avengers happen. They don't actually ever show Coulson dead. I mean, that if Coulson shows up in Secret Wars, dude, mind blown. I'm just just saying, there's a possibility. I'd be be okay with it. The scrolls have invaded way more than people, like, think they have. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were fucking Nick Fury. They were. They were fucking Nick Fury, and I'm sure it was good. <laughs> um, I mean, Robin Sparkles is a fucking scroll. It's true. She's a scroll, and she invented the dab. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, they, they wind up back at, back at the hot dog shop. Now, I had some notes about this. Okay. First, first off, there's a hot dog cart across the street from the shop. I don't know if it's also Nick's because you can't see any names or anything. But if not, that's a little bit of competition right there. <laughs> it's a little bit. Slow. So here's my question for you. Okay. Which of the three is your favorite dad test? Oh, I had one more thing, though, before we even get to that real mm. quick. This one was funny. Outside of the shop, there is a hot dog statue. I don't know if you noticed it. I did not. It's a pretty famous hot dog statue. It's it's used at a lot of of hot dog pl- uh, places. It is like a humanoid hot dog, and he's licking his lips, and he's got he's holding a mustard bottle in one hand, he's squirting ketchup on his head with the other. Now, like I said, this is this is used at hot dog shops like all over the country. It's pretty it's pretty famous. Uh, it's it's recently became more famous because just last month at the beginning of April, uh. A, a restaurant in Virginia had their hot dog statue stolen. Oh no shit! And then just 
last month in May. So this month for us, and by the time you guys hear it, it might be some of you, but we'll be listening to it after, you know, it's no longer May. So at the beginning of May, uh, they found it. Somebody had buried it in the woods. Huh. Yeah. And so like, I had just read about this like two weeks ago and saw the picture. And I was like, this is a weird fucking hot dog statue. And I thought it was like, just like a one, like it was like, that was their statue. I didn't know before this, I didn't know that it was at all these different places. And so when I saw it, I was like, why the, what, what's going on here? They have that, that exact same fucking statue. Maybe they're the ones who stole it. Like that was like, that was in my head. I was like, are they just trying to be funny? Like they made this like, Oh, maybe Nick stole the statue. Uh, cause it was just, it just happened. Um, but, that, like I said, then I had to look it up, and uh, you know, it's, it's, apparently it's a it's a thing, you know, hot huh. dog. So yeah, I had I had to talk about that because it was uh, I I caught that on my third watch. I didn't even catch it on the first two times that I that I watched the episode because on my third watch I was like looking at all the trying to look at all the background stuff. Yeah, to yeah. See if there was anything interesting that I could catch, and I sure as fuck did, man. What did you catch in shit? Yeah, buddy. But yeah, so then we go inside, and Sophie's real nervous, and they they come up with a plan. What is that they plan, come, John? They they come up with a series of dad tests. Uh, yes. Each, uh, it's <clears throat> so uh, Val has one, Jesse has one, Sid has one. Yeah, and they all do something slightly different. Sid goes first. I thought this was very similar to the to the welcome protocol. Yes, you know it's like like the, these tests and things that everybody has kind of their own plan for. It. I, I thought it was really interesting. So again, though. Whose test was your favorite? Whose was my favorite? I think Jesse's. It's the most simplistic, <laughs> but I think it was my favorite. His, I, his, his I was love how his the second one, is, and it was it was fun, is what it was. Mine favorite was Val's. Yeah, I love I how mean, she's like, you know, like I got this this idea about starting an OnlyFans, watching dogs and lingerie. Yeah, and he's like, Listen. well, yeah, no, because she's like. Oh, I'm thinking about dropping out of grad school. It's too difficult. And yeah, and then she asks him about the OnlyFans thing because it's yeah. uh, that's the that's the not creepy test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to say though, I love how he's like, you know, like do whatever's gonna make you happy, blah blah blah. Screw everybody else. He's like, yeah. by the way, you know, body positivity and everything. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah. Because then they add a bonus test, feminist, at the end for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I like I, I did like Sid's though. Sid's was really good too. Well, Sid's made me laugh because it was such horrible acting. But I love how he's like, "What size foot do you have? Oh, 11 and a half wide. Here, take my shoes." Yeah, he's like, like he like, literally oh. gives him his own shoes. Yeah. Man. The a, Jesse a, one made me laugh though because I love how he, uh, he's like, "Oh, can you throw me some ketchup?" And he tosses it, and then yeah. he's like. He, oh, tosses, he tosses one. him the second one. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, I didn't need the second one. So here, and he tosses it back. And then he's like, that's a good arm. Hey, go along. And he, he calls him sport or something the first time. Champ, yeah, maybe? Yeah, champ, I think. Yeah. And then when he throws it back to him, he's like, there you go, uh, slugger or something like that. And Jesse's like, thanks. And he walks <laughs> out the door. And I'm like, it was uh, amazing. I, I, that's why I I love that one so. Did you notice though? Those ketchup packets were like. Yeah, they were fucking huge. They were fucking huge ketchup packets, fucking man. Huge, Tom. <laughs> huge. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I didn't mean to get distracted. I noticed that my Roku background had kicked in. Yeah. I just noticed that they updated it, and Reptar's in the new one. 
Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. But mm-hmm. yeah, fucking Reptar. Yeah, if, uh, everybody out there, if you got a Roku, check out the new update. Apparently, Reptar. Kids. <laughs> I was going to say, there's going to be people who are like, who the fuck is Reptar? Kids. There was once a show. I mean, granted, there, there is a new version of it. Say, I don't, a, I don't know if I don't know if Reptar's on the new version or not. Oh, you but better be. At least in the old version when we were kids, there was a show called Rugrats. And uh, Reptile was a cool dinosaur on there. Yeah. Dude, this one's got so much more better updates. Like, <laughs> you can clearly tell what a lot of the the subtleties are. Uh, th- folks, I think we've lost John to the Roku screen. <laughs> I'm focused, bro. This rock star's really kicking it. There it is. Uh, so, yeah, they, they think this guy, he's great. You know, like, he's like the perfect dad. I mean, um, he's... And Sophie is actually excited to with the possibility of being like a hot dog heiress she she mentions that er, earlier she does (laughs) now the thing i thought was really sweet about this story at this point is that she's like okay they've all ran their tests they go outside she's like you guys go do whatever you're gonna do and i'm gonna go back in and i'm gonna try to like talk to him yeah and then they're like we'll come back later and we'll try to be his like yeah we'll we'll hang out with him later Which I was like, oh my god, it's it's fucking classic right there. Yeah. But then Sophie goes back in and she realizes that there's something about it that still just doesn't feel right. And yeah. she doesn't say anything and she leaves. Yeah. And I was like, why? Like, okay, what about it? Like, Yeah, it's like she goes in and he's in the back and he's like cheering for the Mets, right? And that's all we really get. And she, and it's like... Does she not like that he's a Mets fan? Like we don't we don't really know because she's just like she just changes her mind and yeah. and leaves. Now when when we catch up with her at the bar after they've done like the little bit of everything else and she comes in, she explains it. And yeah. I, I'm not trying to jump the little bit of story there, but I'm gonna go to her coming in and catching everybody else up. She explains that. Because well, there, there is a little bit more with uh, Sid and Jesse before we yeah, get there, but yeah, we can we can loop back to that. I she, like that she explains it in a subtle politeness way, where she's like, "Yeah, she's she missed is. so much. She's missed so much that yeah. she just feels like at this point in her life, it would be really complicated to fill him in." Yeah, it's too much. The pressure of it's just too much. Yeah. You know? Um, and before we go on from that, we'll loop back around and catch the Jesse Sid. Yeah, and this is where you know Jesse, he he's talking to Sid in the apartment. Yeah, and I I love that he's like I got like this food, I got this fucking box of cigars. Yeah, he got the uh, a home brewing kit. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I was like, why would you get a home brewing kit when your buddy owns a bar and you live above one and above one? Yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> box of fucking cigars though made me really think of the gang because like yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's something, like, Marshall and Ted would do. Yeah. But, yeah, like, when Jesse comes home, Sid's chatting with Taylor again. Yeah, and this is where, like, he comments about how, like, oh, you're talking to Taylor all the time, and I just Mm -hmm. feel like we're not broing as much. And that's when Sid reveals that Taylor isn't a dude. Yeah. Taylor's a chick. Yeah. And Jesse's like, wait. And and he he wasn't trying to hide it. It's just. Because when when Jesse's like, wait, she's a it's a woman. He's like, yeah. You know, it, it, like he wasn't trying to hide it. It's just. No. Had, well, it kind of really reminded me of. Um, 
Jenkins? Uh, yeah, Jenkins. Jenkins, yeah. You know, like, if, if I told Lily the truth, think about all the things I told you about Jenkins, and then they recap a lot of it really quick, and it's like, yeah, yeah it really changes the way, like, you would think about somebody when you know that it's not a man. Yeah. I mean, and, and it does. It changes the way it does. But this is where Jesse instantly is like, you know, like, hey, you are married. Yeah. This is the way you act when you're into somebody. And Sid's like, oh, shit. And he, yeah. he texts Taylor that he doesn't think that they should talk anymore. Yeah. And you can tell by her response text, she's she's hurt by it, but she understands. Yeah. But this is also why I don't think <clears throat> the storyline is over yet, because... Yeah, like I said, I think he's gonna show up at that karaoke. Yeah, something something's gonna happen. It's definitely not over. Whether he, whether or not he shows up at the karaoke, it's definitely still. I don't think it's over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, then then we yeah we go back to the bar. The whole gang. They're like you said before. They're eating the penis cake. Yeah, they're eating yeah. the penis cake. Nuts made of nuts. <laughs> and this is when Sophie walks in and she talks to the gang mm-hmm. about everything. And they're feeling bad for her. Yeah, but they reassure and, her, which I – yeah. this is why it's such a great friend group. Like, they're there for her no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear the door <laughs> shut, and it's her dad standing behind her. Yeah. And I thought about this after I watched the episode, and I was like, I think he knew Sophie existed. Yeah. I think he knew – that he had a daughter. But I don't think he found out until she was probably like in her teens and decided he wasn't going to come into her life until either she reached out to him. Yeah. Because, but the thing I is, think, yeah, I think he knew as soon as she walked in that shop who she was. Oh, probably. Like sitting there, he's, he's interacting with all of her friends. I think he knew that it was her the whole time. Probably. Yeah. Now, the question is, which one of the gang told him where to find her? That is a good question, because I wondered that. I was like, how I think did it was he Val. know where? You know, I mean, it could have been all three of them, because if they all went back there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but only knows? one of them really knows what this means to her right now, and that's Valentina. It's true. I mean, I know, like, the others care that she meets her dad. Yeah. But Valentina knows what this actually means to Sophie. Yeah. And so I think, unless it was Jesse <laughs> trying to, like, really, like... Yeah, I don't know, man. Prince Charming thing. It, yeah, I mean, it's possible Jesse could have uh, stopped off there, you know, before he came back to the apartment or something. And, you know, who knows what uh, what could have happened. But this is where they end the episode. You know, they, they cliffhanger it. Like, what's going to happen? I wouldn't be surprised if... One at least one of them hung around and saw her bolt, right? Yeah, went in right after because I mean, th- they would have to get there in time to oh, yeah, be at the bar before her, you know? Yeah, so uh, it, that wouldn't surprise me. That's why I think Val, because Jesse went back to with Sid to the apartment. Yeah. Well, he went shopping before he went back to the apartment, but yeah. that's why I think it would have been Val. Yeah. But You're probably I thought right. about it. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, man, I'm like, it's it's crazy, though, because he clearly cared enough to come find her. Mm-hmm. Which is why, again, I think he knew she existed. I think he was just kind of like, yeah. until she reaches out to me, I'm not going to go to find her because he doesn't want to interrupt her life. I desperately hope we get a scene showing, like, 
Vale talking to him right after kind of I really am hoping that we get to see that. That would be really cool. Because yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if your if your theory is right that he, he already knew because I believe he knew who she was. I wouldn't and, doubt that. You know, while while they were in there and everything, and I don't know, man. I'm it's interesting. I'm, I'm it's going to be a good story, I think overall. Um, I'm really excited for it, and I think they cast really well too. I'm yeah. really excited to see him play yeah. this role. So it'll be it'll be nice. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that wraps up this whole thing. Uh, what do you got? Any last thoughts about the episode? How you liked it overall? It was a good episode. It was yeah. very. It was hard for me to deal with the end of the episode, but yeah. it, it was a good episode. Yeah, yeah I, loved, I really, I loved the story. I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the uh, the stuff with uh, Dick. <laughs> Dude, Dick, oh, the Dick storyline was funny. He was that was too funny, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, not just with Sophie's dad, but also like we've talked about uh, with Taylor. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see where all this is heading. So, yeah. So, all right, folks. Uh, I think that uh, about wraps up everything for this episode of Last Call at Pemberton's. That's right. Uh, this is uh, season two, episode twelve. Uh, not a Mama Mia. Uh, and uh, John, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? Simple. Hop on over to Twitter. Find me at Simply Saying J One. You doing some Zumba? I am. I'm having some fun dancing over here. Uh, <laughs> All right. Cabbage Patch. There we cabbage go. Patch. You guys can catch me on Twitter at uh, Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching it on the Merc with a Movie Blog YouTube channel. So be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, and click that little bell wherever the hell fuck that thing may be. If you're watching from your mobile device, don't forget to click that little bell and set your notifications so that when we drop new content like this episode, you're Mm -hmm. notified of it. You don't have to go search for it. Boom shakalaka. That's right. Uh, And be sure if you're on audio, head over to anchor.fm slash last call H-I-M-Y-M and you can leave us a voice message. We want to hear all your pretty, pretty thoughts and Maybe some dark thoughts. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we want to hear everything you've got to say. Are we doing something you don't like? Let us know. Are sure. we doing something you do like? Do you like Josh's facial hair? There it is. There it is. Got some white white hair kind of <laughs> popping in there. You know. Do, do you like? Is. Do you like how easily distracted <laughs> I get and mention Reptar? Do you know who Reptar is? What are your thoughts on the MCU? Just let us know. <laughs> Is Agent Coulson a scroll? <laughs> you can head over to Twitter at Last Call H I M Y M and tell us all your thoughts on that. Oh yeah, yeah. Any it's... link we have is Last Call H I M Y M. It's true. Pa- uh, Patreon, Twitter, Instagram. That's right. Um, that's all of them. That's all of them. I mean, <laughs> if you want us, we're easily defined. It's Last Call H I M Y M. Oh, and the anchor, I guess technically. Also. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The anchor as well. Um. If you're listening to this on other platforms like Apple, uh, you can leave us a five-star review, and we'll read that out on air. Also, check us out on Spotify. Leave us a, uh, a rating over there. Um, yeah, we get uh, we get ad money over there, so do it up, folks. Hell yeah. You know it. Uh, and yes, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at last call, H-I-M-Y-M. Be sure to hit us up uh, on all those social platforms there. Um, John, I think that's all I got for him, man. What do you got for him? Listen, peeps, you don't have to go home. But I'm Jason Muse. <laughs> I don't think you are. You can't prove that. <laughs>
I might be able to. <laughs> okay, fine. Listen, people, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. All right, catch you guys next time.